cool, 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 cool. Everything's fine. Don't worry. It, look, it's either Kanye West or Tom Brady. Which one do you want? Oh, Tom Brady all day. If we're talking Absolutely. about father figures. <laughs> look, Kanye West... Kanye West is explaining how <laughs> explaining to me at 3 a.m. how my mother is a whore because of the Jews as we're driving down the highway. He is very drunk. Tom <laughs> Brady is simply trying to watch TV with me and reconnect, <laughs> but is doing it very unsuccessfully, and it's very bad for both of us. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady reminds me of the type of guy who's like an alien now. Like he's so far removed from pop culture and everything else because he's having to spend so much time in the egg incubation chamber and like eating all the super healthy foods. But like, mm-hmm. you know, if you were to show Tom Brady like a fried chicken wing, he would look like Bilbo when he saw the ring. <laughs> Just like go full <laughs> goblin mode and <laughs> hiss at you, seething. <laughs> he fucking, he, uh, he, 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 you're talking about like some TV show and he's like, oh, it's, it's you know, some reference. It's like, it's just like the, the 1989 uh, uh, Bucks defense. And you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, think about yeah, you think know about that, that funny thing. All of his references are just football at this point, and like whatever pop culture the existed new... in the late nineties. Yeah, yeah, and whatever pop culture exists in the late nineties, and whatever he's managed to like scrape from all of the new players that he plays with every year. Oh God, yeah, every new crop of players is having to like show him new albums and things, and then he passes on to try and connect to his kids. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Hey, so I just found out about this uh, this ninja streamer, huh? Huh? Greg Brady, Brady Brady. I assume those are the names of the Brady children. <laughs> Greg Brady, Brady Brady, um, Braylon Brady, uh, Bradley Brady, Jefferson Davis Brady. That was from a dark time. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, South by South Brady. Oh. Shit. Honestly, if there was a festival called South by South Brady and it was just Tom Brady taking on Sixth Street in Austin, I, I, I would do anything I could to go to that. <laughs> None of us are in the bars. We're lined down the middle of Sixth Street, all of us screaming at Tom Brady as he stumbles <laughs> from one bar to the next. Just encouraging him. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a marathon, goddammit. Okay, it's it may be four days, but that's why that's why you take your supplies into South by South Brady. Tom Brady would be explaining. Like, I have spent the past twenty five years honing my body to be the perfect quarterback, spending at least twenty hours a day just fully dedicated to this goal. Now that I am no longer playing football, my passion is binge drinking. Okay. <laughs> With a renewed focus. Again, again, just like my dad was. Which... <laughs> Tom Brady is an infinitely better father figure than Kanye West. And I think that that probably will dig at Kanye West if he ever makes that comparison. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just... Well, and you know, and you know, there's nothing like. There's nothing like uh, stepdad energy, like like knowing that Beto is still running. Oh my god, hold on, running. hold on. Tom Brady, let, let, let's rewind a little bit. Tom Brady, imagine if your dad was Kanye, and then your stepdad became Tom Brady. That's like oh. the biggest level up. Like You're like, whoa, this is so cool. This is the best case scenario for me. Tom Brady, uh, uh, please slide into Kim's DMs. Honestly, power couple. Let's do this. Like... 
I think we're I think we're forecasting something. I honestly do. <laughs> because him and Giselle are gonna be splitting up. Kim is obviously on her own. Yeah, yeah. The Kardashians have already taken one great sports icon. They've taken several. Have you seen that family's dating history? <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. Uh, 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 Tom Brady was spending time inside of the egg, but he was the egg the whole time. Tom Brady <laughs> coming out as trans, uh, twenty twenty five. Oh, is it? <laughs> Can't wait, Tom Brady to start dyeing his hair with the pink, white, and blue little streaks in it while doing oh. some Fox NFL broadcasting. <laughs> I, somehow somehow not canceled by the by by like cable news like fully fully embraced what as are, long as as long as he hasn't you know run anyone over uh or you know drunkenly run anyone over then i think i think he's fine yeah how dare you be trans tom brady why, why can't you just beat your wife instead huh traditional <laughs> values in sports some man on twitter who is who has never thrown a football in his life, complaining that Tom Brady uh, doesn't understand what it means to be a real man. <laughs> Psychic Dolphin Garage. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode from the Psychic Dolphin Garage. I am Zach, he, they. I am Kelton, he, him. And a happy National Pumpkin Day, everyone. It's Hell pumpkins. Yeah. It's fall. It's fall, bitches. It, I, I feel like we missed Happy National Acorn Squash Day, Happy National um, Butternut Squash Day, uh, and the rest of the you know squash on course. Happy National uh, Potato Day from your friends in Ireland. Happy National Potato Day. That's actually cultural appropriation from the Americas because, you know, that's where we got potatoes from. But regardless, it's okay. It's totally fine. Colonialism is not uh, actually warping the way that we actually perceive reality at all. <laughs> Talking to the Irish that are dying in the potato famine. Yeah, actually, actually, this was cultural appropriation. I feel like you brought this upon yourself. So. The British are saying, we agree. That's why we're trying to eradicate them. Trying huh. to get rid of every last uh, cultural appropriator. The, the, those dirty mix are up you know, doing. There's bad people on both sides here. There's bad people on both sides here. <laughs> as our as our father Kanye would say. Um, uh, you know, the... <laughs> he, ma he makes a lot of good points. Six of them in a certain particular order. They have infiltrated both sides. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to comment on this. Listen, let, let's talk about how our week has been going because I got I got some news, Zach. Okay, uh, uh, tell I, me about your news. I uh, I have been cucked by electoralism. I oh, participated God. in early voting. It's happened. All of those texts from the goddamn Beto campaign finally got to me. They pushed me to go out there and vote, and I actually did it, Zach. I voted. I well, mean, I, I, I didn't vote. I didn't vote for. I didn't vote. I didn't vote for Beto. But you know, I, I voted, uh -oh. and that's the important thing. And that's uh -oh. what Beto wanted. He was saying it's important that we don't vote for Abbott. So that's exactly what I did. I voted uh, Green Party where available, and then Democratic Party. You know why, Zach? You you want to know why I did that? Is it because the Greens are 
running for every position available that's open to them because, uh, you know, like a shotgun, they should blast themselves across the ballot and make themselves more visible. And and they're definitely, you know, a real party that's going to be enacting real change. This wasn't definitely at all me party. just kind of doing my thing. No, the, actually, for anyone who might get mad, um, I voted Dem th- out of my 36 voting options that were available to me. Three were covered by the Greens. And so I voted Green for those three and Dem for everything else. So you shouldn't view it as the Green Party took away three of 36. It's the Green Party gave you 33 other options because I wouldn't have voted otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So uh, that's very good. I'm very glad that you voted and you've made you've really made a difference. Your, I, your vote is definitely changing something. Do I remember the names of the people I voted for? Absolutely not. But the green platform is um, in line with my value. So why not? Why not throw my vote away? Being able to say, "Hey, don't blame me. I voted for this guy instead." It's, Im- it's, it's actually a woman, but you know, it, it is it's impossible fine. for it to not be cheaper to simply print out on plain paper a list of all of the candidates in each position and then mail it out to everyone instead of spending $8 billion on all those glossy flyers that they stick to my door that I throw away immediately. They Everyone like still thinks I'm Republican. I, 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 I get I get emails to my one of my old, old email accounts. My Facebook still thinks I'm Republican because I think I, I comment on too many like dunking on Republican things. Yeah, yeah. Thank and you, Minion Death Cult. Your Facebook group you. just constantly messing with uh, our algorithms. <laughs> just fucking with it. I got the text messages. The people that knock on the doors um, here uh, don't believe in trains. Uh, don't believe in public infrastructure in any. They don't believe sense in the train word. rights. Train rights. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, no, they don't believe in like like in public infrastructure at all, and so they're just like, yeah, so. You know, we really want you to vote for us uh, because our judge is going to make sure that we don't release criminals. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. So you're against catching and release. Gotcha. Writing that down in my big notebook. <laughs> also, right down there. Don't worry about it. Catch and release. Weird way to describe our judicial system. <laughs> Fish in a barrel? Question mark? Oh no, that's even worse. Oh god. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, no. Um, uh, yeah, they're putting criminals back on the streets. Like I, you did not think about this before you showed up on this doorway. And yeah, I'm, you don't know who you're you're talking to at this point, do you? I uh, can reveal my power levels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would put myself uh, not really for the Democrats or the Republicans. Oh, so somewhere in the middle. I, y- you could say that. I'm in the middle of somewhere. It <laughs> yeah. ain't the middle of nowhere, though, let me tell you. Socially anarchist, fiscally communist, you know? <laughs> a true middle-of-the-road strategy. Uh, speaking of someone in the middle of the road that I discovered this week, I've had a wonderful, a wonderful, uh, very online week, and I and I ran into uh, Army E-Girl. Oh yeah, the 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 e girl on the TikToks. That's the TikTok girl that makes, and we've seen this, we've seen this before. But this one, I think, uh, I ran into specifically because everyone is ninety percent sure that she's either stealing valor or uh, uh, just an actual CIA plant. 
you know, much like all of the like IDF women that they I was going to say Gal Gadot, literally Wonder Woman herself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is just the one that's like on TikTok now. This is this is kind of you know the the CIA taking a break away from like that well established old, uh, f- from you know generational system that is that is the uh uh popular culture and and all these businesses that are built around it um sorry yeah. my kanye impersonation impersonation is breaking down no 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 bit. i'm fine um, I, I was too busy trying to think about like how can we get this person in trouble no matter what and i think the answer should be uh, asking them whether or not they agree with the fact that BTS has been enlisted and has to serve in the Korean <laughs> army. Because <laughs> if they say yes, one group is mad at them. But if they say no, another much more passionate group is mad at them. Uh, so. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I fear the army, but I really fear the BTS army. <laughs> the only army that I'm afraid of being invaded by is the BTS army because K-pop stands are insane because it's their it's their K-pop is their special interest. Yeah, that's their special interest group. The only special interest group I will bow to. That's my new campaign slogan by the way. The only special interest group I bow down to is K-pop. Uh, I will never say anything bad. And then, God. They'll, Beautiful. They'll, they'll probably think of... I don't know, every alt-right politician seems to also have like a K-pop mu- uh, music, sound, whatever, dance, like that Brazilian fascist guy that has some K-pop stuff going on. It's, it's not they, great. Is K-pop like becoming the new... Instead of just doing like old songs, like TikTok dances, they're actually like getting K-pop songs now. That's good. It's very. Is it? Is it with good? the times? It's very with the times. Okay, there we go. Yeah, very the, emblematic uh, of the day and age in which we live. <laughs> Apocalypse in, in review. Is that? Ah, uh, uh, another podcast. Uh, we're, we're just plugging everyone right now. We're lonely. We don't have a third chair today, so we're just like, hey, you know what would be another cool podcast? This one, huh? You might you might even call this the worst week ever, huh? <laughs> huh? Anything? Uh, Anything going on yet. there? Worst oh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally still listening to all the the leftist podcasts out there. I'm not at all burnt out. Uh-uh. Um, uh, uh, I can't work it in. Beep beep lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I, I go home. I smoke my beep beep lettuce. There okay. we go. See, that's cool. It's fantasy it's football beep, beep. season. That's true. Is BB even podcasting? I thought that most yeah, they're of them podcasting. Had, uh, I thought that most of them had uh... two guys talking about stuff that we don't know about that's readily available at people's fingertips, <laughs> but we don't care enough to check it out. Welcome to Discourse in 2022. It's uh, Discourse Week. It's Discoursing. That's what I'm what's, gonna. What's uh, the Discoursing shit we're going to we're going to talk about? Fucking Houston, that that's what's going on. Obviously, fucking stank ass city. Ken Paxton takes the L. Uh, our attorney general that we mentioned a couple weeks ago that he cannot, in fact, charge a man for illegally voting. You know, he found one guy. The, the Election Integrity Commission found one man who was uh, a felon who decided he could vote. 
he was unaware of the situation <laughs> that would prevent him from voting. And then, uh, wouldn't you know it, it turns out that Ken Paxton cannot crucify this individual. The woke liberal media, a.k.a. a highly conservative judge, said that he can't do it. So, nice to see that this kind of grandstanding is happening. Uh, anyways, uh, that's the that's like what's happening with the AG race right now in Texas. It's awful. Elvis Rogers, this <clears throat> poor, normal-ass dude that is... Well, at least he can't fucking sacrifice him. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I Literally mean, the only person that they caught, because they can't catch themselves, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're the ones doing the investigating. <laughs> it's it's crazy how that could uh, work, you know? Um, <laughs> so, the, correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, he was sentenced in 1995. He was released on parole in 2004. And uh, it was his parole was set to end in June of 2020. And then a person can register to vote only once it successfully completed uh, all of the parole. So his his mistake was that he, he registered to vote before his thing was over, but then he voted after his time was served. How dare he? How dare he do that? God damn, I hate the system. I hate I, it so 25 much. 25 years for burglary? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I thought that, we had a catch and release system in place. Now. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, you voted after it was done. Did you, what, but you, he registered, what? you know. You can't you can't announce your intention. Uh, you can't announce that your intention to vote until you are able to intend to vote. But you, uh, we we're banning we're banning your if you thought about voting before this before your parole is up you're back in parole for another 15 years it's it's those meth not even once but it's just as voting not even once in front of every parole officer's door I mean, com, com, I mean it's basically what they do in texas <laughs> like who's even who's even allowed to vote uh i mean we are and we know why <laughs> on the behalf of uh, mr peanuts investment uh, uh, security and law firm. We would like to thank our patrons for October. Uh, thank you, Scott, Tim, Jorge, Freighter LVD, Rufus, Nonimal Rat, Eli, Malwin, Olive, Lotion Wizard, Alex, Lizzie, Brubes, ASM Marxist, Phil, Dylan, Kira, Cody, Comrade Kometka, Nicole, Pizza Poss, Drew, CJ, Jacob, Philip, and the Humidifier. Your contributions are supporting our work all across the globe and the good that we will do throughout all of history. Speaking of L's, the LT governor. That's the little governor is what it stands for. <laughs> it's, a, it's a race held entirely by, for people under four feet tall. Uh, <laughs> the, the Democratic candidate for little governor is just like the mayor the mayor of Lilliput that just kind of waltzes up the way he does. Now, uh, the lieutenant governor's race is happening in Texas. And uh, for anyone who might not be aware, uh, our governor, Greg Abbott, is a right-wing nut job. But the guy right underneath him, the guy uh, who would be a heartbeat away, Dan Patrick, it makes Greg Abbott look like Hillary Clinton by comparison. Um, yep. Dan Patrick is just fucking insane. And his he's opponent... Not, he's not just a right-wing nut job. He's a fascist nut job. Yes, yes. Like, he comes from, like, the wannabe Rush Limbaugh era. 
of talk radio. Like he had his talk show, then he used that to become like a state rep and then used that to become a lieutenant governor. And uh, yeah, it's not great. Let me tell you that, folks. It's it's not good. Uh, but his opponent is a Democrat. So wow, yay! A Democrat is an uh, is running. Let's. I can't wait to see what sort of progressive values that are happening here. Well, his opponent is this guy named Mike Collier. Uh, or Collier, depending on how you want to pronounce it, because I'm not sure it actually will fucking matter because it's not like he's going to win anyway. Anyway, his uh, campaign and his latest advertisement talks about how he was a Republican up until the late 2000s. And so he's right in the middle. Now is not the time for extremes. He's met a lot of good Republicans, but Dan Patrick isn't one of them. I'm a classical conservative. That that's his fucking attitude. He's going to stand up to both parties if they're soft on crime or securing the border. Yeah, cool, cool. Or if they trample on women's abortion rights. I listen. Sorry, I didn't mention that, but we both know that he's not going to do a goddamn thing. <laughs> or if they refuse to uh, allow us to pray in school. Or if they refuse to uh, allow us to draft. Uh, uh, 18-year-olds to go to the military. Low-key. Or the, if... Oh, sorry. No, keep going. Keep going about all the things <laughs> that he's doing. Uh, we don't need to do that. We grew up We grew up in the fucking Bush era. We, we Our parents parented that shit back to us our let entire me, childhoods. And let me tell you about... out of it. All right. What do you think uh, good old Mikey Mike's uh, opinions on people who follow Islam are? Huh? With uh, <laughs> what do you think, good old Bush era Republican Mike Collier has to say on this? It is just beyond fucked uh, about what's what's happening here. Um, because your options are now like a, a discount version. Rush Limbaugh is running against boring Bush era Republican. Like that. That's your options for lieutenant governor in this hey, state. Look, the the bar has risen slightly. We've gone from like Reaganite Republicans to Bush era Republicans. Yes, that's progress. Because if again, we again, need someone. Look, 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 we were really losing. We we're really losing that 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 wow, uh, the wow factor for, uh, you know, Reaganism. Um, you know, especially after the pandemic and we wiped out most of the population that actually remembered what the world was like when Reagan was alive. <laughs> um, the, the nostalgia of Reaganism, you know, was, was, was tarnished somewhat. And so we have to look, you know, maybe not as far back for something that maybe you're a little more nostalgic for, like the beginning of the war in Iraq. Huh. Or maybe even like the Gulf War. Uh, that might have taken place with a different Bush era Republican. Look, all the Bushes just kind of blend together at some point, and you're not sure which. Almost uh, like it's major... one family controlling things. Anyway, not gonna, not gonna start bushing. All right, Kanye. All right, Kanye. Oh no, no, no! I'm saying it's because they have ties to the Germans. Okay, come on now. Uh, Just because the Bushes made their fortune hiding Nazi gold on behalf of German families is no reason to think that they're the bad guys. Hiding it up their butts. The important thing to remember is that the people who followed them up until Obama was elected (laughs) are probably... What would it be about the Obama presidency that really... Made Mike realize like maybe he was in the wrong crowd? 
Yeah. Like, was it like all the... You, you do uh, one Obama burning an effigy <laughs> rally. <laughs> I mean, that could happen to anyone. You go to your second, though, that's when you become a bigot, right? That that's one's the, on you. Yeah, the first one, you're like, oh, I didn't realize that we were going to be doing an effigy here. It's called a tea cool. party function. Remember that? Oh, uh, Yeah. No, I definitely, definitely wasn't. They didn't, definitely didn't try to brainwash me into the tea party. No, it, it, it's okay. Uh, the we, tea party was cool. The tea party was like the TikTok e girl of its era. You know, <laughs> you're, you're, a, no, you're, no, I'm dying. What? <laughs> you're, you're a horny fifteen year old boy that just wants the a, tea a talk moment. party. Uh huh. <laughs> Welcome to this version of the podcast now where Zach and I regularly choke on each other's jokes. Well, both, of our lungs are, both of our lungs are just Swiss cheese at this point. Like, Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, we're both going to die young and and early and way long before. <laughs> By my own hand, goddammit. <laughs> After at least six more cycles of us up in the nostalgia for previous terrible shitty republicans i can't wait when i'm like ah remember trump republicans oh those were so nice compared to they <laughs> spoke so loud and did so little and we didn't know how good we had it <sighs> yeah speaking, of, talk, speaking so loud and doing so little <laughs> starbucks, starbucks union negotiations uh, have begun um starbucks has actually sent lawyers to negotiate union contracts with um, with union workers. And oh, so it's the, over, right? But uh, well, it's over. Um, for the it's over for like like the first like run at it is over. The first day of collective collective bargaining is over. Coming to you uh, from the front lines of the Starbucks negotiations. <laughs> like forty five minutes, uh, the lawyers in all five stores, um, like let's see they objected to the digital presence of members of starbucks workers united national bargaining committee who were observing the in-person meeting over zoom because starbucks was really worried about like all of its workers being able to attend these meetings and have a voice and then as soon as like they pulled they whipped out the zoom meeting they're like well yeah no why would we want our employees to be at a publicly held meeting they're not shareholders they're not important to the company (laughs) yeah no all of the all the lawyers like stood up and walked out that's that's some bullshit that's man they they know how like negotiations work in 2022 right like what they need uh, to do is they need to instead get a whole bunch of creamy mashed potatoes and some glue and then they glue themselves onto the table and say we're here to negotiate and we're not going anywhere that's (laughs) that's how they enact real change that's how the <laughs> strong opening negotiation from Johnson. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I would love to see the lawyers do that because that would be, that would be, that would be awesome. Anything to get some lawyers to heave uh, mashed potatoes around. You know that's someone's it, fetish, by the way, right? Uh, like, that's that's half the reason why it's so good. <laughs> you know, someone's watching that live stream and just getting it off. Currently. It's, it's these mashed potatoes seem thicker than normal. More viscous. I can't really put my finger on uh, what, what's different about them. The taste, too. The saltier. Too much mm-hmm. salt in these mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if you really want to get mad about this, you should go to one.starbucks.com 
and read their uh, latest on bargaining tab, where they talk about uh, Starbucks and Workers United mutually agreed to meet in person to engage in more than 40 separate sets of contract negotiations, each relating to a different store starting today and continuing through November 10th. Disappointingly, after the Starbucks Partners and Bargain Committee arrived at agreed-upon locations for in-person meetings in Buffalo, Chicago, Ann Arbor, Louisville, and Long Beach, Workers United began virtually broadcasting the sessions to individuals who were not present. Uh-huh. If it was bro- if it was broadcast, that implies that it's, like, filmed and, like, sent out like they were live-streaming it. Yeah. And not like they were there, present, in a video conference call. Also, like, why would you not assume stuff would be recorded? You're a fucking lawyer, my guy. Like, yeah. also, also, why would you not assume that, like, like if you expect people in 2020 to show up to things, that it would be, that it would be like virtual? We thought they 50%. would all be showing up in person. Then we could all fire up for not then we'd being have them on their all jobs. in one spot. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> the one lawyer with that, that pumpkin spice suicide squad table. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking Valkyrie. <laughs> Starbucks is trying to do the, the Tom Cruise Valkyrie. Movie. <laughs> 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 yes, well, our lawyers saw them all die with their own eyes, and I mean, now that we don't have any workers, the new ones were not originally signed on to the union, so everything's fine now. Don't worry, we're taking over. Yeah, entirely corporate, you know. We just want to have a better working relationship with these employees. You know, the employees that we're terrified of if they record anything or if they tell anyone about anything or we accuse of, I don't know, kidnapping a manager and then <laughs> we have to we apologize really for that. We just start from a clean slate. Let's start over. Hello, we're Starbucks. We want you to be our partner. Oh god. Uh I Starbucks it, it like it it is weird cuz I'm like who the fuck is heading this up? But then we saw who was heading this up. It we he ran for president. Like it's no surprise to anyone how this is all going about as ass backwards as humanly possible. Yeah, it's also like like Starbucks was always the Starbucks always was like woke, but not like Progressive, like actual progressive woke, like white women woke. From a pragmatic, practical level, that by itself and in and of itself does not lead to real change in any capacity yeah. whatsoever. No, you're, so. you're, you're assisted. That is really into they them pussy. <sighs> red flag. It's a red flag. It actually means I'm pansexual, according to this college textbook <sighs> well, from 2004. <laughs> Here's a cast iron. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I got a free cast iron out of it. <laughs> uh, that's something I would actually be excited about. Yeah. Okay, Here's a cast iron. Oh, damn. Nice. Where did you get this from? This I, I just keep doing the same hack joke in all these non-binary rooms, and I keep getting cast iron pants. It's become a side business now. <laughs> I restore them and sell them on eBay. I have a TikTok channel about restoring TikTok, uh, restoring cast iron pants. It's it's amazing. Uh, it's me and an army girl up there for you, Paige. <laughs> I can't, um, the forbidden collab. <laughs> oh, I restore army e girl. 
problematic wood, though. Like uh, all context aside, right? We're, we're, we're not I mean, gonna. It's e girls. E girls are like the new goth girls. I, I'm just saying, like it's the the military factor too, right? Like that's why it's a problematic. Oh right, the military part. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the alleged military part yeah <laughs> unconfirmed military part. <laughs> well uh let, let's talk about something else that's going on in texas because it's not just electoralism that's bad it's not just corporations that are bad guess what the state itself is uh pretty rotten wouldn't you know it um we have a story about the uh, Texas Family and Protective Services and the fact that two of their leaders are exiting the agency. That's right, everyone. Um, Texas just can't seem to keep employees on any just statewide level when it comes to coordinating things with people uh, specifically dealing with at-risk members of the community. In this particular case, children. Uh, because for anyone who might not remember, like six months ago, when we were talking about that Texas child, uh, uh, and family protective services case where there was a worker on tape suggesting that, uh, a child try and, um, become a sex worker in order to improve their living situation. Um, and then that of course was a conduit for a larger investigation, where wouldn't you know it a whole bunch of kids that were uh being sex trafficked were then being abused in foster homes and other state-run facilities just across the state uh it's basically such a bad situation that the top two people in texas have had to leave so that way then they can i don't know have the possibility of a job elsewhere in hopes of them getting hired uh before all of the shit fully hits the fan Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It's uh the Texas first person shooter agency. Oh god. No, that's our school system. Come on now. Oh I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we want to privatize because we can't let them participate in the It's public. called school choice, huh? I don't Aww. care if you're auto, semi-auto, fuck. You can be a flintlock for all I care. Just let me choose how I want my child to die in school. I'm um, glad that like I'm glad that like a a state agency that should be for public benefit is like is is getting is getting like biz like canceled like it's a business. Yeah, how many like, how oh, many employees do you think have left because they're really going down the drain? Yeah, uh, I mean, have left this year. Have? This is we're at the end of October right now, Zach. Um, how many employees do you think have left the child welfare agency? What would be a bad number? Like fifty per month, so like five hundred employees. Yeah, that 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 would be abysmal. That would be awful. That would be yeah. insane. That would right. also be incredibly low because the real number is twenty three hundred. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's like two hundred people a month. That's like. So many people a day. That's two hundred and thirty that... employees every month. That's <laughs> that poor HR lady is getting like is getting like six to twelve resignations each day. <laughs> Not just resignations; it's just people leaving. You know, they're, oh, they're just they're like throwing their laptops at her desk. As yeah, they they're like scrub this hard drive. No abuse happened, but scrub it anyway. All right, I got the bail. <laughs> Don't worry, no abuse happened. 
<laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, how many days into the year is October 25th? <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> there, there's... So, so... I mean, it's good that they're resigning if, like, if, like, all the managers... Uh, that's so the problem is that like all the managers the ones that are going to be left the the managers are the ones that were mishandling everything and like doing cover-ups and like these are all unelected positions oh yeah these are all unelected you know people again who the fuck is putting these people into office well, wouldn't you know? Oh, by the way, the average is uh, seven point seven resignations per day in this state agency. So <laughs> when you hit six, you're like, "Oh, is it going to be one more? Is it going to be two more?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, seven has happened. I'm going to call it a day. That just means there will be nine tomorrow. God damn it! <laughs> what there an are only So many packets that I can print out. The printer is dying. <laughs> The poor HR person. Half just... of our budget this month has gone to printing out the offboarding packet. <laughs> what do you mean they still get benefits? Fuck. Oh my god. Imagine how bad it is to leave a government job with benefits in 2022. Just like that is that is untold darkness that is existing within an agency. Twenty six percent annual turnover. Yeah. Let's go. Oh my God! Twenty six percent in Harris and Montgomery. That is that is a NFL football team. Like that's the level of turnover that exists on our roster from year to year. That's so. insane. Twenty <laughs> uh, percent in like Lubbock area. Uh huh. Yeah. Twenty percent in like El Paso area. Yeah, like that's the lowest it gets. I would expect those to be like much better in like big cities to be. Much well, you worse, see, it's rural, Zach. So actually, they aren't investigating as many cases, so they're oh. just missing more of the uh, fucked up stuff that's happening. Is that good? Is, is that reassuring to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not reassured in the least. Yeah, this is. Yeah. No. Like. Like. The whole like the region, it's like it's like oh, this the average number of, of DFPS uh, employees is like five hundred, and we've lost a hundred people this year. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to say anything. Look, but- look, look, look. We're, I'm just I'm just asking. When is the when is the DFPS combine? <laughs> the CPI CCI CPS combine. <laughs> surely, they, if 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 what they're doing is protecting children, then surely they have to train against all the adult sized. Uh, individuals that that are harming the children. Right? Oh man, I'm just picturing a woman in a power suit doing a swim move and trying to, to break a forty time. <laughs> That'd be so great. Uh, yeah, uh, this is not a great look, I think, for our Texas Attorney General <laughs> when the the thing uh, which is uh, all about helping kids it has a twenty six percent turn. Uh, turnover rate, you know, not not uh, maybe a it, sign. Know, it's kind of it's kind of like that thing where cops are like, oh my god, like police officers are we're such poor babies because we have to see the worst of the worst people and deal with them every day, and then and then they're like, but I mean the compensation package is pretty good, it's pretty <laughs> nice, you know, have pretty nice guns and like a big room room vehicle. And then the CBS staff are like, fuck this shit. Imagine librarians <laughs> where every other 
like book that comes in is about a four year old getting molested. Huh? How's your day going? Huh? Uh, <laughs> How's that uh, feel? That that uh, makes it feel great. What if what if police budgets in Texas were instead spent on all the child protective staff? I'm, and like the DFPS like got the budget, like the state DFPS got the same budget as all the state cops got. You know, I wish I could say things would be better, but then we would just have like I don't know, DFPS agents with guns. Like thin blue line DFPS agents. <laughs> We're the thin Green? Like, I don't know. Like, the, <laughs> what armbands do Child Protective Services wear when they <laughs> kick down the doors again? <laughs> me trying, me before I go to bed, referencing my little cheat sheet, like, all right, green is Child Protective, blue is police. <laughs> which, one, which one am I safe? Uh, which one can I exercise my castle doctrine rights <laughs> when they break down my door? <laughs> they didn't like identify no themselves as Child Protective Services when they came in. I opened fire on that <laughs> <laughs> fucking lunch lady of a woman that came in. <laughs> look, if, see, if, if the Child Protective Services is doing no-knock raids, like <laughs> you gotta expect the gas. <laughs> 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 they just raid it's a drug den uh yeah just obvious paraphernalia everywhere but then they're, they're just so focused they're like huh are you teaching your kids crt huh is that what you're doing <laughs> oh my god what is this is this communist propaganda <laughs> it's literally just the latest rush limbaugh book <laughs> We don't let that Bush era Republican speak for us in our grand state. This is heresy. How dare you? Oh my God! Uh, it's David. It's David McCullough is the one. Uh, the the he did the series on all the founding fathers. It's just the big. It's the big bookshelf of David McCullough. Oh, uh, books. great! Seventeen seventy six. Eighteen eighty one. Oh God. <laughs> I don't know. 1812. Uh, uh, John Adams, 1776. The Pioneers. Truman. The Wright Brothers. Hell yeah. The American Spirit, 2017. I can just feel the manifest destiny just dripping off of this. Uh, Mm, Mornings on horseback. What president's that about? (laughs) Teddy Roosevelt. Of course. Uh, why does he get like the weird biography style title <laughs> of what's going on? Uh, that was in the 80s. Here's the n- 1970s, The Path Between the Seas, the creation of the Panama Canal, The Greater Journey. Again, uh, some romance novel bullshit is what's happening. If that's what's Look, coming if you up like, here. If you, like your, if you like your fanfic to be specifically about like the colonization of the americas then look no further than david mccullough ah. I mean, we're going back to bush era we're going back to bush era nostalgia like might as well bring out that bush era the bush era blinders mm, the uncle eric books speaking to me now mm, yes i can't wait fuck uh, hank the cow dog is getting rewritten and oh god he's a mocker republican <laughs> hank the cow dog believes in QAnon. <laughs> Hank the cow dog patrolling the border. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. 
Hank the cow dog gives you advice on what to do when your legislative actions have in fact led to the death of 50 migrants inside a tractor trailer. Hank the cow dog is now on war crimes against humanity. Hank the cow dog has been put down, unfortunately. No, 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 no. It's Hank the cow dog was left in his canine vehicle for eight hours. Oh, and no. He was not working, but his officer has been <laughs> let off of all charges for uh, for allowing a canine officer to die. <laughs> I do have Hank the cow dog in the back seat trying to put a paw up. <laughs> His last, just real wet, hot breaths uh, that his, his soul is about to leave his body, just blaming the migrants for this entire thing. And then mm-hmm. moving on, shaking off the mortal coil. Oh, okay. Uh, there are so many actual stories about canine officers leaving their dogs in the cars and dying that came and find the one that happened uh recently in they thought they were cats it's nine lives but they got confused <clears throat> that's that's it, their issue that's what really gets them you know it how are, how are how are the canine units supposed to supposed to you know, yeah it's nine k9 k9 lives huh uh, what, what how am i in the wrong said one officer <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, hey, listen, uh, we also got some voicemails uh, and questions that, that we got. Okay. We actually got four of them. So, All right. Yeah, we, we're going to speed Definitely. run, speed run these. Be. All right. Uh, one, two, three, go. Okay. Uh, all at once. Reading them all at the same time. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, Kat asks, what would... What do we do with cops slash people and cop adjacent jobs slash jobs that involve incarceration after abolition? What does that look like? Since Artemis is not here, since Dennis is not here, since other people who could probably give a rational, incredibly thorough answer um, are not here, I would like to propose the idea of they will be able to still flip burgers after abolition. That's what I think we can do Look, with all of these cops. If we raise minimum wage to $20, how, how bad could it be? I mean, I would love to work at, uh, or not work, I would love to visit a restaurant run by all former cops. Oh, no, 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 that would be bad. It'd be like, it'd be like a black, oh, it'd be great, I wouldn't coffee tip. where they're all veterans. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't tip. I would be like, enjoy the 213 an hour, bitch. <laughs> oh, damn. It'd be like black rifle coffee where they only hire veterans. And they oh, no, but they're still paid a, a living wage, so it wouldn't be 213 an hour. God damn it. God damn this because progressive utopia. Because they actually respect them as individuals. No, okay, uh, fine. We gulag Cop, them. Cops have... Cops have... <laughs> True. Um, cops have usable skills. Like, they're... Like surely... organs, for example. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, organ, like... Like what can't you do? The the concept of of, of like giant low, blood farm is Kelton's suggestion. Through, if you can go through training and you can drive a vehicle all day every day and not like just crash that vehicle haphazardly into other cars, then you know you can work. You can work at the expanded uh, the expanded uh, Houston Dallas train line. You could you could drive a train. Oh no, we we gotta give them jobs like in the Peace Corps. We send them out to the giant trash island, and uh, that's floating <laughs> up there. And then yeah, we the say Gulf, the Gulf Trash Island, and we have them uh, we have them work on the trash island. We lines. give them one uh, hefty sized trash bag, and we say clean it, and we'll mm-hmm. be back in a year. No food, no other supplies. 
<laughs> Lord of the Flies, but with cops on a trash island. That's my pitch. <laughs> then the strongest and the best cop we pick up. <laughs> I like it. And then he becomes one of our community defenders. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was, again, that, that's where the blood bag, uh, the blood community, boy. Community <laughs> defenders is the is the person that goes around and works for the sanitation department and picks up all the trash. Oh, smart, smart. I like He's that. defending our community. Perfect. I love it. Uh, this one is from Gwen. How do we begin deprogramming children from the propaganda they're regularly subjected to? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, by programming them with propaganda that they're not regularly subjected to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give them lots of drugs. Have them experience ego death. Make them wonder if uh, maybe uh, they aren't the main character. Maybe the hero's journey doesn't apply to them. Maybe they're just part of like a vast community and network. And the goal is like to be connected to each other and to, uh, I don't know, give a shit for <clears> once. <throat> Yeah, uh, huh? put them in yeah. VR chat for uh, 12 hours a day. Put them in for, the metaverse. For 60 weeks and then see what happens. <laughs> Plug them into the Matrix pods and then have them go, we still don't have legs yet. We were promised legs in the Matrix. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, how do you begin deprogramming children? With Media. Literally with propaganda. Information. I mean, it's propaganda, but at the end of the day, it's like, what information do... Like what separates propaganda from like inf- like like knowledge? At some point, it's all propaganda because there's no way that we can know something because we were not there firsthand, so we're trusting other people. Blah blah blah. Beyond that, it's like just access to information. Like somebody with y- YouTube and that knows how to Google things will become a powerful, Nazi. Yes, is well. Um, uh, you, you, we saw what happened <clears throat> with Kanye. No, somebody with with. YouTube and Google that knows how to search for things and has a modicum of guidance that has like a parent to bounce things off of mm-hmm. is going to be more powerful than any of the any of the 17th century uh, writers. State sponsored leftist e girl is going to be my answer. That's again who. we look we've gone from we've gone from like wow lightning is cool to now running supercomputers that do quantum mechanics regularly. In the past, like three hundred years, but now uh, we also get VR versions of Tony the Tiger with his milk run PC. So you know, I, I'm, and look, and look, the amount of horsepower it takes to 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 virtually interact with Tony the Tiger uh, is <laughs> is falling e- each and every day. Tony so, the Tiger today, linen tomorrow. That's a, that's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> um. Jim says, is there hope for socialist politics in the countries of the global north, or is the legacy of imperialism and the Cold War too powerful to move past? Jim, Jim, I appreciate your question. This is this is very uh, meaningful uh, to me. I don't know if global north is a real thing. That sounds a little... I'm going to cancel you. I mean, I'm going <laughs> to soft cancel you for that. I, I think we all know. Fucking white people <laughs> that have taken over um, in certain areas. Like, I don't yeah, know. No, I understand that it's like, it's like it is a legitimate thing. But, you know, still, it's kind of, you know, we're trying to not use, you know, 
um, all these uh, imperialist designations to talk about people groups. Oh, is that <laughs> gets called out once, starts talking about actually the real imperialism <laughs> is coming from the global south, which I define <laughs> as all the brown people who disagree with me. What they want to come imperialize their riches <laughs> back to the global south? How fair does that sound? What are you going to come take the jewels out of the crown, out of the queen's crown? She's dead. Okay. You oh can't shit! Cancel her any further. <laughs> you already can't. Canceled the queen <laughs> of old age. You canceled uh, her of old age. Is there hope oh. for socialist politics? Is if you believe that like the the conglomerate, um, the conglomerate uh, uh, entity that are the major uh, that are like the major corporations that in existence right now could at some point implement socialist policies because it would benefit them. Yes, it is possible. That Will they, they issue reparations, though? Absolutely not. Like, let, Absolutely let's, not. Like, they, it will be an... the, like, from this point forward, we will be good. But we will not apologize for my actions as of five minutes ago when I murdered yeah. your entire family. It's also, there's not any one person making decisions. Like, those decisions are already wrapped into money-making algorithms. Those algorithms are put in place by, I don't know, the landlords we talked about last week that implemented the algorithm for their... For all of their the the uh, the apartments that they rent out, and then now they have washed their hands of the responsibility of making insane profits off of off of housing markets. Yeah, the and the answer is going to come from destabilizing larger multinational corporations first, and then I think we can have some some progress. Yeah, we're not even talking about countries at that point. We're talking like we're talking like. Like if you could, if you could, uh, uh, you know, fly into space and then put on the put on the, uh, uh, you know, the 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 parasite vision, you would see just the giant maggots of of uh, of Northum uh, uh, Northumbria. I can't, uh, I, I can't think of any defense contractors right now. Uh, um, I don't know Lockheed Martin Raytheon. Thank you. Um, I've uh, North Northrop Grumman. That's the one. Uh, Lockheed Martin right there. Yeah, you'd see them just like stuck like on the whole planet. Like there's a lot more that needs to happen before like we even zoom into like, you know, country level politics, right? Yeah, I think the short answer is uh, it's too powerful to move past really. Uh, and so the the first steps that we can take would be trying to... Um, get corporations out of the way first and then we can focus on the anti-imperialism aspect because as you had mentioned before zach everything's too intertwined in the moment so yeah uh, you can't build you can't build like you cannot build uh a, a socialism on top of a bad on top of a bad like, you can't build anything on top of a bad uh foundation and like if your foundation is like well we're still going to do, we're still going to keep these blood-sucking entities alive. We're still going to be work. fucking stacked, you hear me? <laughs> Could we have a com both a communist utopia while bombing every other country? Yes. <laughs> we could, because there's enough money to do so. But the money that is going to bomb every other country is not going to be spent on the communist utopia, but it could be spent on bombing every other country. Exactly. So unless we put all of the cops on the big trash island, and then we bomb that to get rid of all of our bombs, then, you know. Then nope. we'll be bombless and copless, and we'll be able to start over anew. 
I'm not advocating for the genocide of the entire people group based on their the occupation. The color of oh, the color of their badge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, the color, color of-, of the piece of clothing they put over to cover up their badge number. Yes, um, <laughs> that's that's. If what. they also wear white hoods, um, we could put them out there as well. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Sorry, Grandpa. Um, it's time. Look, uh, Grandpa, we got to retire. We got to retire the the clan robes and <laughs> you. Uh, Richard wants to know why do non-vegan lefties only ever discuss the subject of veganism amongst themselves when they know full well that this is not how dialectics works? Vegan answers only, please. God damn um, it, uh, Dennis isn't here, so um. <laughs> that's true. So we can't speak on this. Uh, 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 it's because vegans, uh, uh, vegan lefties, are annoying, and so it's uh, <laughs> to discuss veganism with them when their only answer is, "Oh, I do it because I have never shot a deer and skinned it in my life." Yes, um, that that is exactly why they're annoying <laughs> because they haven't thought. I want to see what that animal looks like without skin. <laughs> that totally what, you normal don't think that and rational thing. No, uh, I, 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 I think about it with one kind of animal, pigs. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, as a serious question, I guess I it's don't think it's a serious question. Dennis, yeah, I, yeah, I know. give us your answer. Give us your answer <laughs> in post right here. This is a test for everyone to see if Dennis still listens to the end of these episodes. That's Dennis true. can add uh, their answer in right now and it'll be in- just incredibly thoughtful. Just a wonderful bit of prose. Something that will be humorous and a great way to close out the episode. <clears throat> Dennis is putting it in right now. You bitches really didn't think I was actually going to put something in here. Hi, everyone. It's Dennis. Um, I'm on my iPhone. I'm not plugging in my mic for this because um, I'm feeling like that's more work than the boys pay me for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To answer the question, um, why do non-vegan leftists only talk about veganism amongst themselves? Um, when they know very well that this isn't how dialectics works. I actually think that a lot of people don't necessarily know how dialectics work. Um, gun to my head, I couldn't even tell you what dialectical materialism is. And I've I've read the definition at least a hundred times at this point. <clears throat> but that's beside the point. I think what um, needs to be discussed regarding veganism and uh, you know, people on the left is that we can't lose sight of the uh, labor that uh, is exploited um, amongst people who work in the meat industry. Um, this isn't to say that the same kind of exploitation isn't in the agricultural industry, but um, some of the most dangerous jobs for uh, bodily health are in uh, the meat industry. People come out of the, uh, you know, like Tyson factories with PTSD because of the things that they have to see, or, you know, they lose limbs because of the machinery that they have to work with. Um, the way that we process meat at such a high capacity now in the modern day is much, much different than the small scale butcher of, you know, even maybe 50 years ago. Um, it is a terrible industry and it's bad for the environment. It's bad for the workers. And, 
these companies that uh, are basically monopolies uh, that own basically all of the meat in the United States, like Tyson, um, are bad for the people, um, health-wise, uh, you know, and very many other aspects. So I think we need to look at the industry itself as something detrimental to humanity, um, not just from a, you know, uh, compassion for animals and animal welfare, but also for humans and the rights of humans who are exploited. Um, it, we tend to forget that a lot of these people are uh, migrant workers. Um, it wasn't very long ago that the uh, owner of a Tyson plant called ICE the day after Thanksgiving, um, which is illegal, by the way, to call ICE on your own workers and had them deported. Uh, uh, if anyone wants to know more about the subject, I highly recommend watching Mexi on uh, YouTube, M-E-X-I-E. She talks about the necessity for uh, human and animal liberation to help the planet um, and to um, to restore a lot of the uh, 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 to restore our environment. She also doesn't ignore the fact that a lot of uh, hunting is part of indigenous culture and uh, understands that it's important to protect those practices because they are done far more sustainably than the way that we look at the meat industry today. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Um, back to you all. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Great answer, Dennis. Whoa. I mean, the way that you just found a way to explain that, that works out beautifully. What did you think, Zach? You know, I think that if if non-vegan and vegan lefties can agree the way that Dennis has envisioned, then, you know, anarchists and MLs can also one day agree and work together again. It's amazing to think that that response is going to be the thing that truly brings about left unity. Because... Anyone who just is takes a transcription of that, puts that down as an image, puts it as an overlay on anything, that is something that I think we can all feel aligned with. I can't think of a better note to go ahead and end this episode on. Can you, Zach? It's so beautiful. You know, you don't even need to go listen to the Patreon after this. Just bask in... Uh, just bask in this feeling for the rest of the week, honestly. Absolutely. It's such a great feeling. Don't forget to rate us five stars on iTunes and Spotify. Again, Patreon is available. Uh, email us your own questions again, psychicdolphingarage at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 512-402-2089. In the meantime, bye, everyone. Bye. I'm a little by morning. Up. Oh.